Hello, I'm co-host Brooklyn Arroyo, and this is 100 Alumni Voices podcast, Stories That Inspire, where we explore the personal and professional journeys of a diverse group of 100 doctoral alumni from Johns Hopkins University. Today, we're joined by Antoniera Salguero, PhD in chemical biology, currently working as a visiting scientist at a pharmaceutical company. Welcome to the Futures Podcast. I'm so glad to work with you today. And we briefly talked about before recording, but we're happy it's Friday. Yes, happy weekend. So I would love to jump in and hear about your experience prior to stepping into your PhD and what led you to want to study chemical biology. Yes, uh, thanks, Brickling. So I really um, like science from the beginning. I I was born and raised in Ecuador and moved uh, to the U.S. with my family when I was 18 years old, so right uh, when I was about to start college. And I remember that at first I wanted to study nutrition because I was really intrigued about how diet affects the body. And then I decided that what really was interested to me was the chemistry behind it. So I switched my major uh, to chemistry. And then um, when I transferred from the community college to a four-year university to the, the University of Florida, I found the McNair program, which helped me um, understand that Research could be my career path and mm-hmm. help me uh, get into grad school and find my research mentor um, and eventually uh, get into the chemical biology program at Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So you stepped into that space and you decided that you wanted to participate in research and stay in academia. And, and so do you feel now still that academia is something that you want to pursue, that you're currently pursuing, or do you feel like you've sort of strayed away? Yeah, so initially, the reason that I wanted to do a PhD was because I love the research aspect of it. I really enjoy um, seeing the life of the graduate students in the lab that I was working at. Uh, It was uh, very, very cool to think that you were getting paid to get a PhD and do research all day and be in the lab uh, with your colleagues and just thinking about science and uh, that was that was your whole life basically so uh, that was really attractive to me the fact that you were just interested in building knowledge and Mm -hmm. just thinking of the science in that way Uh, but then later on I discovered that um, what was really uh, fulfilling for me was seeing the translational aspect of the work that I was doing. And that didn't happen in academia very frequently. You normally just would work in a project and be the expert of that one thing that you were working on. Mm-hmm. But then after you publish that, you wouldn't see the impact that that would have on a person or on society or anything, Uh, you had to wait a long time for that to happen. You were just building knowledge for the sake of building it, it felt like. So I decided that after graduate school, I wanted to explore a career in the pharmaceutical biotech industry where 
I could be closer to that point where science becomes translational and it can affect somebody's life. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I think that is an important point to talk about if, if that's something that's powerful to you and, and what really brings you your passion in your career. You know, I think that many people would be able to relate to that notion that you want to see a little bit of the fruits of your labor and see how your research would evolve and impact the world around you, like you said. And do you feel that within your time at the pharmaceutical company you're working at now, you've been able to see much of that, much of the fruits of your labor or the impacts of this work? Yeah, so this is actually my first job after the PhD. So I am a visiting scientist fellow, but that's another way of saying postdoctoral fellow. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've been working uh, at the indisposition for uh, about 10 months. And um, I think that what I really have enjoyed is that I get to learn new things every day. So during my PhD, I was studying a specific protein and that that was the thing that I focus on. But now I get to learn about different therapeutic areas, modalities, and just very exciting science science from all angles. Um, and that's what I really like. And uh, the fact that you know pharma has a different way of thinking uh, about how to uh, even set up experiments, what are priorities, and how this the strategy to bring medicines to patients, which is the ultimate goal. So even though I'm not at the bench anymore doing the science, I do feel that by being in this industry, I am uh, getting closer to helping get science into patients and translating translating science into medicine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And so you are relatively new to stepping away from academia then. And I would love to hear if you felt that on a personal level or or level of your career did you experience any transitional period where you had to adjust to this different space away from research and more on the pharmaceutical side yeah so i um during during my phd i i was very lucky that my advisor was supportive uh, of me exploring other alternatives to to bench work so i did a couple of different internships where I got to explore the business of side of science more. Uh, so I kind of had that uh, coming before coming in, uh, but it definitely it changes uh, how you interact with people, the different levels of collaboration uh, that happen uh, outside of academia. And while sometimes academia can also be a collaborative environment, it is very different when you have, you know, people that have so many different backgrounds and levels of expertise in, uh, come together to work on a project. Uh, it's even the way to communicate with people. Uh, I feel like it's very different than what it was in academia. Uh, when I, I still love to attend talks and uh, we still collaborate with a lot of research scientists from academia. So I'm still very involved in what's going on. But I think that uh, the level of collaboration is different. Uh, also, the the pace at which um, projects move, work move is very different as well. Um, and so far, I'm enjoying that fast pace and the change. Um, there, there are also things that I miss about academia, which is that you can, you know, if you, you're passionate about a certain area and depending on 
the environment of your lab, uh, you can pursue your own ideas more freely. Um, but that doesn't mean that, you know, you can't do that in industry if you have the support. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So you spoke on a little bit of your experience with working within this team and having a little bit more diverse uh, set of people that you were working with. And so did you ever feel like you were stepping in and there were people who have been way more familiarized with what you're doing or way more prepared to be there? And did you ever experience that transition of, mm, am I sufficient enough to be working in this now and that sort of thing yeah so it can be a really a little challenging because you know what I did in my PhD for the past six years was uh, being a bench scientist and I don't do that anymore so sometimes it does feel like I didn't have the experience um, that I maybe needed coming into this role but that's what I love about the program that I'm in is a program that it's specifically designed to help people who have advanced degrees, like PharmDs or PhDs, uh, step into a role in industry. So it's a one-year program, and we're all putting different functions within uh, the company. And so I feel like I have the support from being part of that cohort and having um, my peers being on the same boat. (laughs) And also, I think that um, I've been very fortunate to work with a lot of people who are passionate about mentorship and who are very kind with their time and um, help you uh, get you exposed to to different things that will help you grow as a professional, especially in your first job. I feel like that's that's very that's been very important for me to have people that I can learn from that are willing to teach me and um, just having a supportive environment that has been very important. Definitely. The the environment of a workplace or within academia even is extremely important for how we develop as professionals and just as people. And And so you brought up mentorship. And I would love to hear a little bit more about some of the experiences you've had within mentorship and what that's looked like for you, how you would give advice to people who are hoping to have valuable mentorship opportunities for themselves and and how to go about fostering that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, mentorship has been the most important part of my journey. I think that I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the many um, great individuals that I can call my mentors. Um, And I think that in my experience, since I moved to the U.S. and, you know, I moved here with my family and we didn't know anybody. Um, So Mm -hmm. It was a little tough at the beginning, but when I started to meet people, especially uh, when I was at UF, uh, in the McNair program, we were set up with mentors who regularly would check in on us. And they were people who were part of the program before who had already gone through through it. And um, it really helps because when you, sometimes you don't know what you're getting into when you get into a PhD program. And so uh, having their advice having gotten through at least the application process of being in the in the program before I even started helped a lot. And then also, I think having professional mentors while in graduate school is very important. So I was part of the um, SMDP program. Um, and I it was in 2017. So um, I, I was going through a, a, a hard part within my PhD, because my advisor uh, decided to move the lab from Hopkins to Harvard. And so 
dealing with with that and uh you know everything that goes on in your second year when you're doing your qualifying exams so i was very lucky that i had my mentor who i still keep in touch with now uh to ask for support like should i move should i not move those kinds of things that you know you 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 don't know until you experience um those those difficult decisions i think that having somebody who has experience in your field who has been through that it's really helpful uh and now even more uh being a new member of the industry um uh, i still have a lot of people that i can mm-hmm. talk to about my career and about things that are important to me in that sense um and i have a, a lot of other mentors uh i'm interested in other areas and they have helped me um understand like the priorities what i need to do who should who i should learn from and so i think that it's very important to be able to expose yourself to those people and to also pay it back uh, when you can so i i have a mentee now which seems very crazy to me because you know i feel like i'm still learning myself but i mm-hmm. i feel like at this point i can also contribute um to the professional growth of somebody else so i really enjoy that experience as well and um i hope to to continue to be able to to be a mentor and a mentee as well yeah definitely and i think that something that academia teaches a lot of people and and one of the best lessons really is that we're constantly learning and we're always students of of the things around us and so whether that means we have a mentee or a mentor or both we're we're always going to be learning and growing from that so i think that that's really important to your idea of taking in those experiences you've had with those mentors and giving back in a way where you are now mentoring someone else and so what advice would you have when it comes to doing that shift of always being the mentee and now you have someone who you are providing your expertise and providing your that sense of relationship to them and and how did that shift look when you have to sort of switch from those positions mhm yeah so i always feel like i'm i'm super super thankful for having mentors so when i think of okay like what what do i love about having a mentor and it's the fact that you know i can i can come to them with questions that are very very important for me like oh should i take this job or not uh mm-hmm. should i you know what how should i pick a like a a mentor at, like at work and things like that so things that i i, th- I think are very important decisions that i make it i like to talk to my mentors about that uh so i try to be uh open uh for my mentees to have mm-hmm. that level of trust in me and to be available for them so um i think that that's the way that i'm approaching it it's just identify areas where i think i can be helpful and be open um and establish a relationship where they can trust me and i they know that if they need me i'm there and um that's that's the the relationship that i have with my mentors and that's what i'm hoping to to provide now in the other way definitely and i think that that's a really powerful thing to keep in mind as a mentor to have that sort of safe environment with your with your mentee and so i think that you're definitely going to be able to 
provide that for them. So within your career, if there is, if you even thought about it yet, what would the next phase look like? And how do you go about achieving that? Yeah, so um, I really, what I I really love about my job is that I get to learn a lot. I get to um, have interactions with my team internally, but also externally and learn about cool science and things that that are happening uh, with uh, like smaller companies. So uh, when I think about where I want my career to go, it's definitely in the direction of um, being able to identify companies that are doing groundbreaking work and be able to um, evaluate their science and understand what kind of experiments are important to um, figure out if they have a good chance to succeed. So I think that, you know, the things that graduate school taught me about uh, really being critical about how you do control for experiments and and those kind of things. I still like feel like I get to apply that when I think about science, new science that I'm exposed to, and how to um, evaluate uh, whether or not the the approaches are are sound and and those kind of things. Definitely, and and you briefly brought this up, but I would love to pry just a little bit more at how well you think that your academic experiences have prepared you for stepping into the pharmaceutical world and into seeing the implementation take place? Do you think that you've been well prepared within your research to now step into this new career and new area of work? Yeah, so I think that, you know, even though I'm working in an area that was not very directly related to what I did in my PhD, I think that the most important transferable skill is the ability to learn quickly. And so um, when I was doing grad school, I remember when I first started um, and I was thinking back on on that, like that maybe first year is like I could have done what I did in my in the first year in like a month, like towards mm-hmm. the end of it, because I was not the same person and I had learned like techni- techniques and, and how to do things more efficiently in the lab. So I think that it definitely has helped um, in, in the sense of um, being able to think uh, more critically about why you do the experiments that you do and how you think about your project and think about the milestones that you need to achieve. Uh, so definitely the critical thinking, the agility of, for learning new things. Um, and also the uh, the ability to collaborate with with others. I think that mm-hmm. those are the the most transferable or the most important transferable skills that I've learned. Um, and the thing that I think I still need to work on is on the ability to communicate science to people who may only need to know you know certain things to be able to make a decision. So mm-hmm. I I noticed that in a lot of the academic talks, people show all the data that I've ever gotten about that for the project. And when I when I see maybe other talks that are more um, more geared towards like decision making, uh, they're a lot more concise and they're all a lot less details. And so I think that I'm still learning how to shift from that, like all the data goes in the presentation mentality um, mm-hmm. and to make it um, more succinct so only the important must be details are included Mm -hmm. 
Definitely. And that's a good point to bring up that I think within any field, really, there's there's so much change depending on who you're talking to, the language that you would then use and and within all of STEM, depending on who you're bringing your research to, your entire topic and your entire focus is going to be different. And you also brought up how the some of the most important things weren't necessarily even the chemistry or the science that you were learning within your PhD, but how academia teaches people how to think and how to work and 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 that sort of thing. And I think that's really important to bring up, definitely. So our finale of each episode, and and I think that I'm really excited to see how you'll take it, is is what inspires you right now? Yeah, so I think that not just right now, but through my whole life, I think that what inspires me is uh, my parents. So mm-hmm. I, like I said, I grew up in Ecuador and I moved here when I was 18 years old. So I was an adult, but also not really an adult. Mm-hmm. And uh, just thinking about their lives and what they have accomplished um, and considering the obstacles they've overcome to do that and to uh, and the that the motivation that they had to do that is so me and my brother could have better opportunities than they did have uh it is it's the most imp- inspiring thing to me and um it is what drives me and uh what I think about when you know there's maybe an issue at work or an issue with anything I gain strength but knowing that um I'm doing what I'm doing uh, to make my parents proud because I really appreciate all the sacrifices that they made so that I could have a better future. So that is where I get my inspiration from. Yeah, and I think that's a very beautiful and relatable thing for many, many people to not only the sense of family, but also coming to a new country and seeking something better that is extremely inspirational. And um, I've really enjoyed speaking with you today. Thank you. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me.